Hey, welcome to the TVA Podcast with comedian Todd Van Allen and me, Darcy Fyan. This show is not work safe, not family friendly, and not to be taken seriously. Seriously. Hello uh, and welcome to the TVA Podcast. This is episode 117. Um, can you believe that? It feels like we haven't done this in a while, have we? We haven't done this in a while. I know, I know, because I've been gallivanting. Let's be fair. To the listener, the they've all been released. They've all been released week. punctually, but we, you know, we had this backlog, I think, uh, since the last Bastille Day, I think, is when we had everything else. Yeah, and I'm kind of relieved because we finally now, there's only like maybe a <laughs> week you, and a bit before like they come out. You like close, I've noticed, with the guests. There's a chance that they could bail, and you like that. <laughs> it's like, like a, a two-week window. I am talking, of course, to a uh, producer and uh, all-around good guy who is carrying a dandy head cold today, Darcy Finder. How are you? Very good, except for the head cold. Except for the head cold. But I noticed the, what, that's not the, the uh, Jack Daniels appears to be helping you. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's Sinuses it. are clearing. <laughs> Pain is going away. Are you, you going to need to take a run soon? Is it? <laughs> I'm looking hotter. You are totally looking hotter. <laughs> By the way, also enjoying a nice little bit of the uh, the Gentleman's Jack. It's not Gentleman's Jack, really. I guess that's a different br- brand of their whiskey. Can't really call it Gentleman's Jack. That's, a, that's the sipping whiskey. I've never known whiskey to ever make anyone a gentleman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you get a cusp. You get like, like, like one drink in. You get kind of that nice, kind of warm, friendly-ish. So, you know, yes, oh, I'll open that door for you. You know, you get a little looser. and we'll, Around the 8th, obviously not, no. But I think... Who I think just drinks boundary. one, though? <laughs> the people who can control themselves and obviously can't listen to the podcast. I am talking here uh, to our uh, our guest, uh, Cal Post, uh, here on the... It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I hope the, uh, the whiskey's treating you well. Every night? Yes. <laughs> now, specifically? Oh, yeah, I need this. I've uh, never done one of these before, so... Right. You've never done a podcast. Never done a this podcast. Is the first one? Nice. Well, they've only been around for a couple of years anyway, right? Yes. Well, I think you're going to find a couple of things different about this podcast more than anyone else's uh, that you might go to uh, after this. Firstly, uh, we provide booze. That's and, good. Because uh, you're and, not providing a paycheck. No, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> At least there's no. something. Yeah, Darcy, talk to him about the pay afterwards, please. Yeah. Uh, when we're done. Um, secondly, uh, yeah, this is a comfy couch, I've been told. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I've been told it's a nice couch. Uh, by many of the guests. Ikea? So. The Bay. The Bay. I got this at the Bay. And it was like on one of those scratch and deal coupon things. Like you kept scratching and scratching. I'm not and interested anymore. That's it. No. <laughs> no, I, this, I do this for about five minutes. So then the trouble was getting it home. <laughs> but he and says he listens to the show. It. So he right. already knows you got this at the Bay because we've talked about this your couch before. Of course. So you listen to this podcast? I've a, a few. I've okay. listened to all of them. No, I would. I would. I like. We have one hundred and sixteen other. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, God, no. We make it, and we don't even listen to them all. Um. So yeah, welcome. We were we were talking uh, about because we're you were going on about your, uh, um, about your your lack of exercise and that sort of thing, and I can't think of because you said like you know comics that that work out and and I can't. A lot of find comics work out. Who. Like, like well, most just, of my friends, not, and I'm not talking like gotta stop hanging out with they're the training for the Olympics or anything. That, that they run, either. no, but they run or they, you know, they go to the gym a couple times a week just really? to cardio. Yeah, lots of guys do now. Jesus, I can't. I hate it. Maybe it's just big. the thought of running tires me out. And if I could, I'd go to the computer. <laughs> Maybe I gotta stop hanging out with Dave Patterson so much. I think that's my he problem. doesn't exercise. I think he does. There's he's, no way. Well, he's got to get up and go for his next beer. <laughs> at some point, you know, there is a path worn down until he until he trains Morty. His Your standards dog. are set low when you consider that exercise. That's <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the t- exercised the all morning. I went and took a shit, <laughs> and then uh, 
That's my favorite kind of exercise because you get to do crossword puzzles. Wipe my ass, work the biceps. <laughs> the uh, we used to refer to uh, pint drinking as reverse twenty ounce curls. <laughs> it just gets lower and lower as you. I can't. So drink. It's time to stop bagging on Dave because we know that place on this podcast is reserved for. Brian. Brian Hope, absolutely. <laughs> now you want to talk about a guy who doesn't, uh, he doesn't exercise, but he smells like he does. You know what I mean? Like he's got. <laughs> you know, I don't know Brian so well. Like I know him well, right. but not so well that I can partake in a lot of this. Oh, but I'll try my can. hardest. Absolutely. Keep up. You know? <laughs> he, he's the Superman of this entire podcast. Um, it's, it's, you know what I, I will say? It's, it's funny when you actually see comics that you know out there and exercising. Because I was out. I was trying, like, my longest, like, over the summer, trying to find someone to go blading with, because I finally got some fruit boots, as my skateboard friends will call them. And uh, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching, I'm like fucking Bambi on ice on these things. I'm just, like, arms flailing all over the place and, and whatever. And who do I see but Niall Sagan in the exact same boat I am, like, <laughs> hugging every tree, grabbing every banister like it's his prom date. It just every single one of them. So, yeah. That shit's hard. It is. it is. It is. I'm 25. I'm learning how to skate this year. For the first time? For the first time. Okay, so... Because I never... Uh, when I was a kid, I went skating mm-hmm. with the school. So I was out there for about 20... And all, like this, I was like 10 the first time I ever went skating. Right. Which is ridiculous in Canada. Yeah, okay. So I, uh, I go with the, my class, and we all get on the ice, and all my friends are amazing instantly. Yeah. And I, don't, I had no idea why. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you started skating yeah. before school took you. Right. So they're all great, so I just try to keep up, because I hate being bad at shit. Uh-huh. Like, I really hate being the worst at something. <laughs> if so I, I, if would I just... took that attitude with anything I did, I would not get anything done. <laughs> I, would just, I would just be sitting at home, I'm good at this, that's <laughs> me sitting here, that's my game. So, I'm... okay, so you're, you're yeah, trying so to Yeah, so I, uh, I was just trying to keep up, and I, I was on the ice for maybe 20 minutes, uh-huh. and I got pulled off the ice by the teacher. Like, she pulled you, you off? You can't skate anymore. Because I was a danger to how, all the other kids how skating. How heartbreaking is that? I know. And the, my thing is, I know there were like parents in the audience going, oh, that's so sad. They're taking that poor retarded boy off the ice. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got a helmet. Yeah. That's good. Um, I was sliding into boards. It was awful. So I never... Well, okay. So that was me. Okay. So how old would you have been? Then I was, yeah, nine or ten when that happened. Okay. So, so I never skated again right. until this year. So the, the, I ran into the exact same problem again in Aqua when I was... Because like, you grew up where? Wooler, Ontario. That's right. It's you don't know where that is. No, we went through this at one point. It's kind of like equidistant the other side, is it not? Uh, Trenton, Belleville area. Yeah, Trenton, Belleville area. Right. So it's about a half hour out of there. So you go, farmland. you go twice that distance, and then you hit Gananoque. That's mm-hmm. right. And I, I, I know exactly where Wooler is too. That's right. But like small town, like what? How many people? Two hundred. Two hundred. You yeah. had a rink? No, no, no. You, uh, you travel out of town if you oh, wanted okay. to do anything. All right. So yeah, we had a convenience store. Nice. Ironically, owned by Koreans. <laughs> the only immigrant family in the entire town. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were standing there looking at their storefront thinking, if we do a restaurant, do you think this place will buy into kimchi? Probably not. Let's sell Twizzlers. You know what's great about them? They, uh, I used to laugh about that all the time. Right. Only immigrant family, owning, owning the only store yeah. in town. And they won the lottery and fucked off. Did they? Yeah, like close to a million dollars. I... Nice. There's no way they paid for their ticket. <laughs> you know they were just <laughs> and you're not being racist you just think that they're dodgy 
Absolutely. 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 Just I just sit big. there all day if I own a convenience store and scratch tickets. Yeah, we have we have a huge <laughs> Korean uh, listenership here. We don't want to offend those guys at all. Oh no. But with all the, uh, the the lottery fraud, like yeah. how he's just take a ticket. Oh no, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you It's getting a little yeah. bad there, Grandpa. Got, uh, that's not a winner. They've got like a little clip of like the the uh, the sad trombone from uh, Price is Right. You know, yeah. boom 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 boom. Oh, you didn't win. That's it. Oh. Well, if you're a clerk and someone hands you a ticket. Ticket that's worth you know twenty million dollars. Right. I'm surprised you didn't just punch the old guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> Get out of my store. <laughs> but what about my ticket? You didn't sign it. That's a, especially if you didn't sign it. How can that's you, a, as a person, take a twenty million dollar ticket uh, and go? I will cash this for you. Yeah. and Make sure you get your money. Yeah. You yeah. can't. Not in this economy. Well, that's that's why they put the things on the outside of the counter now, so you can test it yourself. That's good. Yeah. I don't play the lottery. Right. Now, how, now all they need to do is, like, flick a switch, you know, because let's face it, some of the, uh, you know, some of the convenience store guys are pretty good with wiring and computers. I just fucking unplug the machine yeah. <laughs> when it starts oh, to go off. no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Whoop, whoop. Oh, no, that's the bad siren. That's the... <laughs> the machine, it broke down. The machine, it broke. Um, so getting back to skating and sucking at it. Yes. Because um, um, that happened to me in, uh, in Gananoque. I really didn't have any you know, friends or anything when we moved in. So they, they were like the public skating. So we go around the right. And I had, you could, you could make the letter A for my ankles. They were so weak and stupid. I was just like completely bad at that. And I didn't know how to stop, barely how to turn. So the way I did it was I just, uh, barreled into the boards. Slammo. Like I was, you know, landing a body check of some sort. That was my only move. That's all I do. Yeah. I'm so bad at skating. Like, I still don't know how to stop. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just starting to learn. So, (laughs) my big thing is I fucking go on YouTube and get all these how to videos on how to skate. (laughs) I fucking love the internet. Yes. That's what I do for cooking, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, who knew the internet was worth more than just porn? Uh, So, I take my laptop into my kitchen. Throw on a YouTube video of some uh-huh. little Italian dude making right. fettuccine or something like uh-huh. that, and I'll just follow him along. Yeah, and cook away, and I look great. Oh like, yeah, because I bring this meal to my girlfriend. She's like, "Oh my god, stuffed chicken, parmesan, oregano, yeah. blah blah blah." Right. I'm like, well, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to that bookmark page on my computer. The other one's not so much. I uh, I did that once trying to fillet a fish because I got like this full trout. I was like, I gotta cut this thing up, and. Uh, YouTube video or not, I butchered that thing like it was in Silence of the Lambs. It was just horrible when it came out. It just, I shaved, I had a horribly dull knife, (laughs) just was not doing this thing any good service. Like people looked at it and went, that's fish? Seriously? I was like, yeah. I'm not a big fish person. Well, you wouldn't be after I filleted it for you. I don't need, I don't think you need to fillet a trout. You must cook that thing whole. I was going to. That was my plan A, but I found out some people who are going to be consuming it don't dig tails and heads staring at them. I normally, I'm with you. I, I would eat it that way. I don't like making eye contact with my food. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to say anything. I had I, I, I once ordered uh, trout in front of like uh, a now ex-girlfriend of mine, and uh, she already couldn't look at the plate that I was eating, and certainly it didn't Is she a that. listener? Uh, probably not. I'm guessing. <laughs> My now ex girlfriend. Yes. I hate you. Who's in the asylum? You know, unless they have that at the uh, mental health uh, center down the street. I don't think so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she didn't. She didn't like looking at my entree, and she certainly didn't like it when I picked it up and started making it sing and move its mouth like a puppet. She no, that's that. the same reason I got kicked out of science class. Oh yeah, in grade ten, <laughs> making the frog sing. Yeah, I don't like my baby. Well, we I cut open. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I put the frog in a pencil and danced it across the desk mm-hmm. doing the song. And you know what was fucked up about that is when I put the frog back down, we had to cut it open and check right. out the insides. But I had already had my pencil like three quarters of the way up the frog's ass. Right. But then I had to write with the pencil later. Oh. And I have a really bad habit of chewing on the end of my pencils. <laughs> <Wicked>. <laughs> so I'm like halfway through ca- class taking notes like, what the what the fuck yeah. is that taste? Yeah. That is horrible. And I realized it's frog ass <laughs> so, and formaldehyde. So, so what does frog's ass taste like? Is it good? Uh, the taste has never gone away. I hear it tastes like chicken. That, that was like 11 years ago. It tastes exactly I, like chicken's ass. That's what I, I think the, the danger in that was the formaldehyde. You shouldn't be ingesting that in any If you've ever form. had Thai beer, you've had formaldehyde. <laughs> Jesus, don't even think about it. So all this stuff was on our show notes. We uh, Absolutely. prepared carefully not, before not, the show. Not one item. <laughs> I said, yeah, let's talk about skates and thieving Koreans. Can we do that? <laughs> you called them that. I never called them that. Oh, that's right. That's Racist right. ass. There was, was only illusion. So uh, you, uh, you were saying... Um, we were talking about the the last time you were up at Absolute. It was mm-hmm. right. Around, was that the last time you were up at Absolute? No, when no, died? I, no. You've been there. Right last time since. I was there, because I only do guest spots there when I'm not booked, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how hard it is to get guest spots. Yes, I do. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they told me I could only do guest spots there once every three weeks. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah, you know, don't want to oversaturate the market with Cal. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the public can't handle too much Cal. <laughs> Put him on the side of a bus. So it's Cal. Uh, that would Last be a, time I was there, sitcom uh, title, by the way. It's Cal. <laughs> Just me in my underwear drinking whiskey and smoking <laughs> cigarettes, not exercising. Didn't they do that on Roseanne already? I think so. Yeah, she was often in her underwear. <laughs> her underwear, <laughs> drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes. No, last time I was at Absolute, I was uh, right after Obama won. Okay. So I had Obama jokes As that I really liked, but they had a shelf life of 10 abs- minutes. Absolutely, yeah. Which was funny. I felt, because I did... The two Saturday shows and the first show I did all the jokes and they did great. They were yeah. so much fun and right. the audience loved it. And I just I, I did all political stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know how hard it is to get political material to usually work without mm-hmm. people going. Oh my God, he's talking about politics. Try in Florida. Oh God, <laughs> sweet Jesus! I think I got winged down there. All I heard was a gun cocking and there was an explosion. Might have been me having a stroke inside my head. I don't know. <laughs> But it did not go, oh, by the way, it doesn't work in Burlington either. Really? Because I did 54, and I'm just like, did anyone watch the ele- Nothing. I was just, okay. People don't We're care. Done. They really don't care. Yeah. You, like, they, they do. Shelf life of 10 minutes. That's all it is yeah. when it comes to, especially when politics happens to grab an audience. Uh-huh. Like that, That's rare in itself. Right. When the average person cares about what's going on. Yeah, in that the never happens in Canada. Never. No. So, except for when Obama comes to visit Harper. Exactly. And even then, what the fuck was that? <laughs> five hours <laughs> five hours from five the hours. yeah hi my that's name's good. obama yeah <laughs> i'm stephen Harper. That, that's yeah. all that was yeah and harper screaming as a day at his age why didn't you tell me he was black not one of you guys could have told me this <laughs> i was he waiting just... for obama just to like cover his mouth and look to the side and look at the rest of us and go you guys elected this fucking asshole yeah, exactly what's wrong with you jesus you know at least bush had you know you know funny charisma you didn't know what the fuck he was going to say. Now we just don't care about what Harper. I always liked Bush, not his politics from the, from the comedic side of it. Not even a comedic side. He looked like a guy. I'd love to drink with that guy. Well, you that could. guy looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, he he would be like one of those guys that would take you like to a to like a rib eating contest. Um, you'd probably see a rodeo 
Of yeah, the guy's sort. all about partying, beer bongs. Yeah. So no, no, he found Jesus. He doesn't drink anymore. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus did wine, and that's a gateway liquor right there. <laughs> People who talk directly to Jesus are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> they touch children. Oh, there was like in Florida, it was it was a hugely drawn line. Like you would see like two cars at a stoplight side by side. One would have like save the manatees and Obama 08 and the other one would have uh, uh, no doc has ever killed a manatee. NRA gun, you know, there was a gun show on the weekend I was there and then it's like McCain Palin and then they'd have the other one of like uh, uh, like they still had the old Bush bumper sticker with um, uh, Dick Cheney on it as well. I was like, wow, this guy's seasoned. That country's so yeah. funny. It is. But not ha-ha funny. You know, it's still in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. Definitely up there is probably the best or second best global leaders. Like, they're still... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they uh, they have that going for them. Like, there's there's not much that they're, that they're going to not get. It's not Rome. In terms Rome, of what they yeah. want. It's, like, it's not Rome uh, conquering the planet. Yeah. Killing who's, off entire civilizations. Yeah. That's good, because they could do that, too, if they really wanted to. Who's, who's joke is it that says um, uh, it's good that the U.S. can't find Canada on a map because we've seen what happens to countries that they take interest Simon in? Simon Rakoff. That's Simon Rakoff. That's right. Great guy. <laughs> Simon's such a great joke writer. Yeah. I love that man. I got it. I see him every Wednesday. I got to steal his bits. Yeah, you know, he comes down, <laughs> he, he comes down to spirits, and uh, does he do the same thing he does at the Eaton House? Which is sit at the back, do the cryptic crossword puzzle, and then leave? Because he doesn't no. have that Eaton House. Well, he doesn't come, on, come out to Eaton House that often. Right. Once in a while. And when he does, he comes equipped with a puzzle. I guess. Yeah. I never know. He, <laughs> he comes to Spirits, and that's his one night a week to get drunk. Yeah. And just hang out. Yeah. Especially when there's a lot of other comics there. That's what he really loves, right. I think. That's what I really love. Well, he's, he's been at this for so long, and he's like a wonderful guy to, to A, talk with, and B, just be able to, to see him. And know the people that he knows. Like, he knows basically everyone out there. He oh, doesn't yeah. know them. It's like, he's forgotten more people than are out there. I mean, that you need to see. He's a brilliant man. Yeah. I love him. You know, what, you know what he told me once, which made me feel so good? Because we were talking about comedy one night, and he goes, uh, you know what? I was shit. I was horrible for eight years. But he was getting paid. He was still touring. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was the 1980s. I never got found out. <laughs> so, uh. But he told me that, and that always uh, comforted me, knowing that I've got yeah. eight years to be bad right. before people expect me to be good. Oh, good. So how far in are you now? Uh, seriously, or? It's different. I came to Toronto when I was... You need nice. to qualify that, then. No, it is. Yeah, definitely. I came to Toronto when I was 19 to go to the Humber School of Comedy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was two years of comedy school. Right. Where I didn't do any comedy. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, I did a handful of sets. Right. So I didn't do a lot, and then I took a year after that to smoke pot and forget everything I learned. Mm -hmm. And then the year after that, when I met my girlfriend. Right. Who's Joanna Downey? Joanna Might Downey. as well just say that now. We just so. put it out there. Yes. So for, the, for, the, for the eight listeners who don't know, <laughs> and everyone else in the Toronto community who does. Yeah, so I started dating her, and she's obviously a great comic. Fantastic comic, yeah. She's and on hilarious. next week, as a matter of fact. You come as a package. What a quinky dink. What a coincidence. But, uh, yeah, I started dating her, and she thought I was not funny at all. Well, she, tell, she tells me that all the time. She's like, when I first saw you, you were shit. <laughs> that turned me on. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Wow. But, so finally, someone I can own. Well, that was about two and a half years ago. And when and I knew she didn't like my comedy, so I, I learned really quick that if I want to keep getting laid, I better get funny really fucking fast. Wow. 
So that's all. That's all for me. Getting funny was, it was there, <laughs> I have to get funny so I can keep having sex. There have been many motivators in my life. <laughs> I've never had that one as an opportunity. Fuck, yeah. you know, if I want to get my leg over. If I any of you think I'm jokes. in this for, you know, love of the art or... <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, I just want to keep my girlfriend. <laughs> some, people, some people just, you know, they want a sitcom or they want to parlay it into acting. Nope. Well, that's a lot better than others. Like, you can't um, just be motivated by money. Because well, you can definitely be a not. And, and still make money. Oh, absolutely. In this uh, country... If you have someone who's actually critiquing you, you have to be funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Especially if it's the girl who gives you oral on a nightly basis. Hello. <laughs> and your cock is tiny. Cannot wait for Joanna to be on here now. <laughs> That's going to be... Oh, I love her more than the world. I know. She's, in, she's incredible. It got you writing jokes. Oh, I wrote so many. <laughs> and not... Sweetheart, like, I love you. I always, thought, for you. I always thought getting into a long-term relationship, I'd have a lot of jokes. Right. Like I, My fear was being in a long-term relationship, I'd have a lot of hack jokes. Right. About being in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't write a lot of jokes about that, actually. No, because I'm no. so happy. Yeah, like the thing is, like I've noticed, like when you when you're doing her rooms, like the Eden House and, and Spirits, you'll make reference to the obvious um, point in the room that yes, okay, Joanna's a uh, you know Joanna's my girlfriend, we live together, blah blah blah, and you'll do like one or two very quick things about it, maybe in reference to something that she said while she's on stage or something like that, and then you go like straight into the material. No. So it's not it's not like a huge buildup of and this is what life is like with Joanna. Here we go. Like this. And we're this is the sound of creative juices flowing. I'm peeing. <laughs> You're peeing no, 40% pull, alcohol by come, come volume. Pee in my glass, Sour yeah. mash whiskey from quality. <laughs> no, I consider uh what I do at the Eaton House and Spirits, I consider part of uh not that I write. I don't really sit around and write. Right. I get f- ideas and then I go and I talk them out. Because so, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like, I'm in this, I've been doing it seriously for two and a half years, trying to do, you know, at minimum four shows a week, mm-hmm. minimum. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. So I use the Eaton House and Spirits, especially when uh, Joe starts talking about stuff off the top. Right. I purposely, I sit there and I try to write jokes. About just as that? Sh- about that about whatever she's talking okay. about. And I don't just uh, make it about her either. If somebody else is talking about something that I'm interested in, like if you're on the show and you make a comment or a joke about a certain topic. Right. If that really intrigues me, mm-hmm. I'll try to write a joke on that. Yep. On top of it. And not to steal a joke, and I'm not using that to, to write new bits. No. I'm just it's, use, it's I'm nice using it as an exercise yeah. to, to quicken my mind, because I've never been the sharpest with improv, especially uh-huh. talking to audiences. Like, I've right. never been that... Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's grinding his own sentence to a stop. Um. So, uh, yeah, I like to use that as an exercise just to get my mind sharper. <laughs> Wonderfully demonstrated. Right. Thank you. I would love to see you at an improv show. Okay, I need a place. I need a place. Uh, someplace. Sir, an improv show. Okay, not what I was looking for. That's a little literal. Uh, I do the same thing. Like, w- like when I'm hosting or whatever, I'll try and... And if someone has said something exactly as if you say, just like a quick little throwaway, again, not to build up on the bit, but just to provide that connection, that sort of segue through. Yeah, like and it's, uh, it connects you to the audience. Right. Especially if you can tag yourself onto someone who has done very well mm-hmm. and they like that person. Yeah. But not tag yourself because there's, there's a fine line between commenting on another person's set just because they did well. Yes. Like in that, I've... I did that once with Nikki Payne. I followed Nikki Payne at a show. Oh, yeah. And uh, the first thing I said out of my mouth was like, that Nikki Payne's fucking hilarious, eh? Just to, I don't know what I was trying to wow. do. But that it's the worst thing you can do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they instantly like, 
what are you crossed doing? Crossed arm. Yeah. You know, just, mm. And all my jokes bombed after that, but that was a while ago. Way but that made me laugh. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, God. And I, the best I got off stage, I knew exactly what I did wrong. Right. It's like I shouldn't have even referenced Nikki, As, unless I had something to say about right. the situation. The, the last time I had to follow her, uh, this was years ago, it was at the Cameron House, and she had done her, her Oz reenactment using finger puppets. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. And she's using like the ketchup packages as the blood. Yeah. And so this is the the drama about the prison. Yes. Not not the Dorothy. munchkins okay. and the clicking your heels and the fly my pretties fly. No, this is I'm going to shiv you and fuck your ass in prison story. So she's doing this with finger puppets. Sounds funny. And it is. It's very animated as you can imagine. And Nikki herself, let's put it this way, not the quietest flower that you're going to see along the wall. It's you just, know what? Yeah. As a person? As a person, The yes. quietest yes. person I've As ever met. As a person, met. completely. On stage, switch is flicked, and then boom, she goes. So she has got the crowd stupidly buzzed, like just it, really, really high energy, blah, 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 blah. There's no kind of segue that the host gives me at all, so they're all kind of, the, the audience, you can just sense, it's like, you know. And I don't know what... I don't know what to do because at that point I was dropping down. I had like, I was, she was up here, not to, for the listeners at home. Now I have my hand up and then below He's it. touching his penis. I, and now, well, now I am because now <laughs> it's that, it was that far low. That's where my energy was. We're going to need to hire someone to describe video now. Just yes. so the audience a descriptive knows. video. Now Todd has his arm up, not in a Hitler salute, <laughs> but just up indicating some degree of height. This is like so, I think, This is right? so, like, right. And then below that is where Taz level. So suffice to say in all of this, my energy level was lower than what it would be for a Nikki Payne thing. So the first words out of my mouth were like, how the hell do I follow that? And that got the crowd on my side. That was the first thing. It's like, I'm standing up here in Muppet blood, for Christ's sake. I don't know what to do. And I just leveled with them. And then the crowd was like, okay, now we get you. Now we can follow along. So it's like that sort of I don't leveling know. you can do. Like you, you, I, I, think, I think, you know, I don't think anything because I'm still really brand new at this. In the grand scheme of things, two and a half years, not a long time to be doing it seriously. But I have had more bad experiences commenting or just referencing other comics on the show who were great mm -hmm. than not. So I always... <laughs> Maybe you should take that out of your act then. <laughs> like off top <laughs> reference guy before me. Maybe draw it's hard not that. to though. When you see someone absolutely destroy, right. it's hard to go up after them and go, how do I not acknowledge right. that? Because, you know, the room is still thinking about them and how funny they were. Right. Hi, you're listening to Cow Post on TVA Todd Van Allen Podcast. God, get a life. Get a life. Because I've seen, I've seen comics at, uh, at Spirits, who uh, a comic earlier in the night does topical stuff on something that happened in the news that week. Right, yeah, And then yeah. a comic goes on three or four or five comics later. Right. And does the same jokes. Right. It happens a lot. But it, that's, and they die. The first guy kills, oh, does, does a great job. People love his political humor. <laughs> and then the second guy bombs with the same jokes. And he's sitting there going, What the fuck's wrong with you guys, man? What are you fucking stupid audience? You pieces of shit. You don't oh laugh at good God. jokes. But he didn't watch the whole show. Right. He didn't know that his jokes were already done. Yeah. So what happens there? Is that like, um, Hopefully a good person the when first, he comes... The guy who's on first, he owns the joke now? Like, first to stage beats first to page. With political stuff, though, it's it's tough because a lot of people do think of the same jokes. Yeah. yeah. 
Like it it's happens all the time. Topical. Anything yeah. topical. I mean, like the the stuff that I do every week, like in in terms of what has now become my writing process, is now driven out by the Bob and Drive spots I do every week because Mike Reed gives me like three topical things yeah. in the news, and I've got twenty four hours to write jokes on them. I think it and generally happens. Yeah. It generally happens with more topical yeah. uh, subjects. But those things never last anyway. So I don't think no. you have to really worry about owning that joke right. because that joke won't be funny in a couple of weeks or in a yeah, month. Right. Yeah. right. So it doesn't matter who owns it. Right. But, but you do got to pay attention per show. Oh, absolutely. If someone's doing those <laughs> jokes. <laughs> You're not doing – well, there's a uh, – this used to happen. I don't know if it happens in the rooms any, anymore. I haven't seen it happen where guys would be um, – you'd go on, you'd do a piece of material and someone would say, hey, you know, that's kind of close to so-and-so's bid on that. So then you track that guy down and say, this is my joke. So I've had that happen with like a couple of sub, like jokes on Fuck off. or something like that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't, uh, when it comes to that kind of thing with jokes, like this is my joke. I wrote right. this joke. No one else can have, and somebody else going and tracking people down and taking the time out of their day. If it's, if it's blatant. I mean, like if it's, if it's like really close. And that's, that's Even if I'm it's blatant. It. You know, the guy who stole your joke, especially I think in Canada. Right. They're not getting anywhere with it. No. <laughs> Fucking let them do the joke. Who cares? That's going to get me to Burlington. And it's such a small community that if you steal, if you blatantly steal a joke, yeah. comics are going to know. Yeah. Like, they're going to know instantly. And they're not going to respect you. Right. Well, I, I certainly didn't mean this in the in the pejorative at all. I mean, like, it's it was more of, like, a helpful sort of thing. Like, oh, you know what? That's kind of close to Brian's. Like, really? I just wrote that. Like, this happened uh, at Eaton House one night um, where... I, I got sick and tired of bombing at Club 54 in Burlington. Um, so as opposed to not going, which is what most people would do. No, no. I tried to write material <laughs> that would be more appropriate than that. So I, I wrote this joke about, and it's so good. This is such a clever concept, equating... Uh, no oils. ego there at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was equating uh, eating raw oysters and uh, oral sex, and you can see where that would sort of go. And I did it, and it worked really well. Eaton House, and I'm like, bang, good, perfect. I've got a joke in the bag for 54 on Thursday. Steve Tassie's right there. He goes, hey, you know that joke? He says, yeah. He says, yeah, I wrote that about like six months ago. I'm like, fuck, no wonder it came so quick to me. It's like, Jesus Christ. You know, and I'm like, yep, you're right. That is yours. Sorry. I often wonder when I write jokes. Like, I, I watch a lot of comedy. I yeah. really like comedy a lot. Just for entertainment value. Yeah. Stand-up. Like, I've always watched stand-up since yep. I was a kid. Never wanted to be one until I came to Toronto. Wanted to be an actor originally, yeah. But uh, you know, grew up on Leary and Steve Martin and stuff yep. like that. But uh, where was I going? Drunk. <laughs> the, the the coincidental writing that can happen because that happens all the time. Or like when a, when an idea comes to you, because I'll, yeah, do, I'll idea... do that as well. Like I'll I'll get something like really way too fast for my own good. Like knowing like my writing process going. I just came up with that idea way too quickly. Have I heard that? And yeah. When I, I throw write... it open to the community and go, have you heard this before? When I write a joke that I. Th- think i've heard before i call people i call friends of mine who yeah. know comedy very well i said mm-hmm. have you heard something like this before and they'll say yeah yeah i do that joke <laughs> <laughs> thank you simon sorry yeah. about, sorry to bother you. Um, and joe's great for that too because she's been watching comedy for 12 years oh, for in sure. this city specifically and she has you know thousands yeah. of shows under her belt yeah so she can tell me exactly what i'm doing and you know what the best part is, is i do have i'm not gonna lie i have a bunch of hack bits i have like a handful of jokes that are just hacky and work yeah. well because mm-hmm. you know that's the trademark hack joke is that you know a lot of people do it because it works really well absolutely so i have a couple of those and she'll call me out on them all the time like you know that joke's hack I'm like yeah but yeah. fuck 
Like the laugh. It's, <laughs> it's intoxicating. You, you don't understand. You're good at this. My goal is to eliminate those eventually. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like there's there's stuff like as I was doing like the longer sets that that I've been doing in the states or or like whenever I go to 54 or whatever. You don't. Do I'll long sit sets. there. Pardon me. Nothing. I don't. I don't have long sets. They seem long to the audience. Let me put it that way. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing now that the only reason I'm doing is because I need to fill time. And I just look at him and go, I hate this joke. I know it works. I cannot wait to be shot of you. I, I cannot know. wait to get it out of the act, get it out, get it done with, and just you know put it on a CD where people can buy it at the end of the night and go, hey, if you like shit, and I think you do. You sell people but, your shit on a CD? No. Are you kidding me? You would need material for that. That's true. I don't have You that. don't have it. I don't have anything. You're garbage. <laughs> really? I just, why do I bother? I have a podcast that has Shelly as a listener. Why I do mean, you have really? a podcast? I know. Who's Shelly? Shelly is uh, our uh, most uh, favorite fan, I would say. Absolutely. Most, yeah. And that's and that's with your wife in that list, too, and that's strong words. We haven't actually that's heard from Shelly in a while. We should, Are you we still should listening, have... Shelly? We, have you heard are you asking her now? <laughs> I am. What is she, she's screaming at her computer speakers. Darcy, I'm right here. Why can't you hear me? Just so everyone knows, we don't. This isn't live. No. <laughs> Could you tell Darcy that? I thought, you know, this the producer. This was taped a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no, I, th- I think I can hear. I, I can hear. I can hear. Shelly, no, we can hear you through wait. the TV. How wait, fucking what? creepy would it be if she called right now, though? Oh, fuck. This, this hasn't even hit the internet yet. Yeah. My phone went off. I wonder who that was. Let's see. It was... No. That was my voice agent. Apparently, I have an audition tomorrow that I won't get. You have a voice agent? I do. You don't have, you don't have dulcet tones coming out of you like this and not have a voice agent, my friend. I have no agents. No. So mm. you were going to be an actor. You would have had to at one point. Uh, what, what took you to acting? Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Well, I uh, went to an acting, like a theater high school. Right. So I did a lot of musicals. I was in Greece. I played Knicky. So did I! Fuck Fantastic. You. Fuck you. Yeah, I did. Don't tread on my thunder. I'm not. You probably did Alan. it better. <laughs> you probably did it better. You were younger and fresh-faced. Uh, I had a crazy high school that used to spend a ridiculous amount of money. Ditto. So they spent 60 grand to do Grease. Okay, we didn't have that much money. Well, they used to do bake sales and all yeah. this shit. And like, I, when I, I drove the Grease Lightning car, and it was an actual go-kart. Yeah. So I could drive it through the audience. Ours... <laughs> Ours was paper mache okay. and pushed by stagehands. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> no, I had an actual go-kart that I drove through the audience, right. and I almost hit an old guy nice. at one of the shows that uh, was coming down. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? When I was in high school, I was, I was a big loser when I was in high school. Like, I was up until 17, like, I hadn't drank, mm-hmm. didn't smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously a loser then. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know. Neither. I know. That's the, it is, you know I what? I neither. define myself purely on my addictions. <laughs> simply, simply by the fact Once that Once I can step it up to heroin I'll be someone <laughs> Well here's the thing It's like I'm a five foot seven I'm five foot seven You know I'm I've got this weird little body I've got this round baby face Right The only sense of manhood I have Is drinking Right And smoking and smoking Nice Grabbing my balls occasionally a boy Coughing If you're worried about shedding that That 20-30 pounds that you're carrying You're saying That you think is unsightly Get on the jazz salt That'll take it right off. I'm not worried about losing it. I like it. Okay. I plan to add to it. (laughs) (laughs) You getting a a permit for the expansions? (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Like, you know, know, the thing is, I always find... Joe to love. You know, when I watched comedy when I was a kid, Mm. like, there seemed to be more of a... 
illustrious image of stand-up. Right. Where the guys who did, especially the guys who came out of Boston, stuff like that, yeah. you know, they were smokers, you know, and they were at well, a shame. you could. I mean, like, yeah. And they, they were, were, like they the were old idiots, and angry yeah. and bitter. Yep. And I, especially, like, when I came up on Leary, as much as most people hate Leary now for the whole Hicks-Leary thing, right. I still love him. I think he's fucking so hysterical. I. I mean, like, uh, you, you take it for what it was. I mean, like, yeah, he did, but there was the stuff that he did write himself. Sure. Good. Anyway, but I find that image of stand-up has really dissipated. Mm-hmm. And we've come into, like, an era of stand-up, popped-collared, trendy, nice shoes. <laughs> and I just, there's something... As you, as you say that, the only person I can think of is Nathan McIntosh. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for I, love, I love Nathan. I think so he's so goddamn I. funny. So do I. I'm from Halifax. <laughs> he sat on this couch. But he is like that. Like, I, I go to his place all the time because yeah. him and Nick live together. Yeah. And, like, Rooster's got his nickname's Rooster. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. got, you know, he's got like eight pairs of shoes just yes. sitting in his room. Yep. But he's, for he's me, for me, I'm a really big fan of that old mm-hmm. stuff. Like, Mike Wilmot's probably one of my favorite comics. Yeah. That old grumbly right. smoking. He smokes so much his yeah. voice is done. Yeah. And the guy's hysterical. And that's the kind of comedy I really like, really organic, original comedy mm-hmm. that I really, really love. And I find like that's slowly dissipating. Well, you got Ron White leading the charge on the other side too. Yeah, I like Ron. Do you? Yeah. You see that first album he put out was really fucking funny. Uh, okay. So really, you're saying anyone with a cigarette, you're down Not by. anyone with a cigarette. Andrew Dice Clay? No, not. Uh, well, fucking light it, asshole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're going to hang on to it. Exactly. Light it. Oh, because he can't do it in the clubs. But it, uh, that's, oh, no, whatever. He was so funny in this day. He bumped you off yes, I am fucking pissed. And we'll be right Jesus. back. Hi, you're listening to Cal Post on the TVA podcast. That's Todd Van Allen. You can catch him at such shows as, wait, he doesn't work because he's not that funny. He was in Florida and bombed. And we're back and after we're the ba- little intermission. We're back here with Cal Post. I had to smoke. That's fine. And uh, here's so we were we were talking about um, about comedy and comics. Like you you raised a, 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 a an interesting point of how the audiences perceive how you say. Let me make sure I got your point right. You, you're thinking that Canadian audiences are geared for a high energy. Act is that is that what you're thinking or well, I don't how think... am I how am I butchering your point? I guess <laughs> is what I want to get to. I don't think that's limited to to Canada. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's limited to. Canada oh, it sure isn't. Let me tell you, Florida is right on board with that. Yeah. And you know what? For the most part, mm-hmm. you know, well, we live in the YouTube age. We live in yeah. you know, we want short, flashy, yeah. big. You know, we don't have the. Interesting, you say big for a, for a computer screen that's three inches by five inches. I know. You know. Um, but there is a point to that. But I would say, if you if you look at who I would consider to be the top acts that we have in this in this country, and I, I mean the guys that, well, who here, would you consider? Who would I consider? I would consider guys like Erwin uh, Erwin Barker. Erwin Barker is fucking hysterical. Hysterical, and he is not high energy. No. Nope. Um, I would say, um, and I I just thought of his name, and I've blanked on it now. Um, Timmins, Derek Edwards. Derek Edwards is very funny, hugely funny. Like, so, like someone said to me, it's like you know, if you got a ticket, two tickets in hand, one to see, um, fucking Dane Cook, and the you other you can't use Dane see. Cook. We're past someone, someone, Dane someone, Cook. Someone said that as no an one argument. likes him anymore. Someone used this to me. <laughs> you can't argument. use it him. It wasn't me. It was not me, Darcy. I know you're looking at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nobody likes Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, why, why, why was Timmins a pull for this guy? 
He's, he's from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's a show he's, you uh, saw uh, there. And I say no one can use Dane Cook anymore because right. people have been using Dane Cook right. as the asshole, shitty comic but they, but they, the type was... for the last year and a half, two years. Okay, so I'm okay. So I'm, I'm actually wrong. It was actually Ben Guide I was talking to <laughs> on Thursday, and we were talking about um, uh, other Canadian comics, and he gave his sorry his argument was not Dane Cook. It was Russell Peters actually. He says you got a ticket to see Russell Peters do stand up versus Derek Edwards. I said, you know, no disrespect to Russell Peters at all, but my I'd be going to Derek Edwards before I, you know, I'd be in that theater before you could say, I'm from Timmins, and that would be it. Yeah, but you're a comic, and you expect different things from your comedians. Like, I'm I'm somebody who I, I, I like... entertaining. I like most comics better right. than Dane Cook. Right. But I still know Dane Cook is fucking hilarious. My parents have seen Derek Edwards, and they loved him. Absolutely adored him. How can you not love not him? A com- exactly. But like is he he has just got it nailed. He is he is like one of those like top performers that you just go, that's the guy that you want to be. Yeah. From my standpoint anyway. I look at him and I go, Christ, that's the guy. That I and yeah. my material my material, my act is not st- but the thing with Dane Cook, anyway, but and I'm sure you've talked to almost every comic on here about Dane Cook. No, but, not often. Really? <laughs> Darcy doesn't let me anymore. Um, <laughs> I, that's true. I, I think he's, he's a great performer. Like, he, he is good. Right. Like, you can't, he wouldn't be where he was if he wasn't good. Not to say that he's a great writer mm. or that he, you know. He's a great he, performer. He, yeah, he is a great performer. Performer, I would say. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's half the job. Yeah. Half the job is performing, the other half is writing. Is writing. And whatever you're better at will obviously show through. Mm-hmm. And he, he does his job very well, and you you can't say he doesn't because the guy sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So unless you want to call a majority of people fucking retarded, and which you can, you, sure you can. <laughs> but those are the same people you're trying to make laugh. Right. That so is, that, that's a sad point, isn't it? I mean, like you know, it's, it's like one of those. Uh, it's 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 if you're in those situations where you'll be funny and stuff, but then you'll follow like not specifically Dane Cook, but a Dane Cook esque. You know, high energy guy. Well, the, where they will turn to you, the audience, and go, "You should uh, try the stand up thing. You're funny, but he's great." You know, yeah. whoever that happens to be, and it's just so different when, when you know when you're mired in it and you're trying to find the right words and you're going through you know, looking for the most juiced and everything that you've got, and then you go out and sell it and they like it, but then suddenly you know a guy mimes riding on a bus and goes and gets an applause break for that, and you go, "Damn it, what am I doing wrong?" Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you can say the same thing about musical acts, comedic musical acts. Yep. They'll always do great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's an argument of saying, you know, they don't have to work as hard to do as well as anybody. Which I think is, I don't think that's right either. Because, like, I look at the, the two musical acts out there that I really like, one being Terry Clement. Oh, he's good, eh? He's fantastic. Like really creative. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's like one of those guys, again... You know, you, you've got two tickets here. Boom, I'll take Terry Clint. The other one I, I quite like, and I've worked with them a lot, is the doo because they work hard at it. Like, they yeah. have they have. You know what else is great? Down. Bring back Swayze's. Yes, oh my God, yeah, the two young guys. They're totally Yeah, Brian great. and Mike, they're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. First time I saw them, I did as soon as I saw the guitar, I did, I'm sure, what every comic does and goes, oh, shit. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is going to be horrible. And then as soon as they did their first song, you're like, Wow, that's new. Yeah, like, I, think it, new I think it's I think it's because I know comics who get, uh, and I've been like that once in a while. When Judgmental. Judgment. When you see a musical <laughs> act go up and go, oh fuck! Right. The guy's got a guitar. Mm-hmm. He's going to do music. Yeah. You can't top it. 
And you know what? I think you should realize that because you can't. <laughs> no. People have this natural influence, and they just love music. It's, so there you go. It's Let them have the music. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a performance thing. Like, as soon as you... We, we've talked about this time and time again here on the podcast. Is like, musicians will always get that rock and roll status instantly. And when you bring that to comedy, you're just bringing in that element of, oh, God, a guy... Like, the most popular guy at any sort of, like, bonfire weekend away at a cottage where you're, you know, sitting around, the guy who brings out the guitar and can play it, he's the number one, he's the alpha male of that entire group. I wish I was that guy. Oh, God, I wish I was. <laughs> no one likes it when you bring out a drum kit and pay it, play it poorly. You know the thing is, That's... I come from a family of musicians. My brother is a kick-ass musician. I My father? Yeah. He plays guitar in a band for a living. Like, yeah. That's his job. And he's a 45-year-old man. Nice. For, uh, sorry, he's 49 now. Fuck. What band's he in? <laughs> uh, he used to be in Cadillac Ranch. Okay, yeah. Which, I, I mean, at yeah. the, when he was in that was the early 90s when, you know, right. Billy Ray Cyrus was on top. Mm-hmm. So country music paid a big squeeze in that band. Did they do the Aiky Breaky? Oh, yeah, they oh, did the yeah, they Breaky. Do. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy I wasn't old enough to go to bars when he was doing that. <laughs> Fuck, I would have killed myself. <laughs> and your dad in this really dad, weird Dad, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> but what if there was, there isn't a comparable thing to the cover band? There is no comedy cover band. There is. There is? Oh, yes. Lay it on me. Because I was reminded of this. And by the way, my dad can, like, just speaking of musical talent dads, my dad is the drummer in his little outfit of retirees and octogenarians that he tours around with right now. Uh, and they do, like, nursing homes and shit like that. But all through my childhood, he could sit down at a piano and play anything. Just like, what song is that? Okay. And then he'd have it in 30 seconds. Offensive. But cover comic bands. Yeah. Uh, I was reminded because uh, I forgot about this from the last time I was down at the Laugh Inn in um, uh, in Florida. One of the headshots there is a cover act, as opposed to saying rip off artist of Sam Kinison, and he tours really? around calling himself Screaming Sam, and it's just like a tribute to the late great Sam Kinison. Yeah, but that guy. Okay, is... but that's really novelty. Like cover yeah. bands are like that's how you learn how to yeah. play like you you know you right. start as a cover band and then you do your own right. original material well the well, thing with but, music i find is that cover bands if you do a co- if you do covers you're going to make more money initially than if you do original right and generally from what i've known from bands they do covers so that they can pay for the original music they want to do Absolutely. in studio yes. which yeah. is fine by me this screaming sam dude mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere no let them entertain the fucking handfuls of Sam Kinison junkies. Yep. They're going to be disappointed when they see him because he's not actually Sam, Sam Kinison. Kinison. Let him do it. Fuck it. He's all he's got. It's all he's got. Let him have it. <laughs> Who cares? It's, you're you're dismissing it like a five year old. You know, just like oh, he'll run out of steam sooner or later. He then will. We put him to bed. What do you think? HBO is going to give him a special. You think anyone's going to give him the time of day? Let him make a living. Absolutely. Fuck who? I'd love to make a living. If he's doing it, doing that, fucking let him. Who but cares? The argument I have is, you're right. Like he's not going to get the HBO special. He's not going to be original. He's going to be that. But just the fact that that guy is out there giving that any sort of legitimacy, I think, is a problem. well. He's the one who's got to live with it. You don't have to live with it. No, you don't. You're not ripping off Sam Kinison. However, and we go back to audience acceptance. The fact that that is even on the bar, and that is, that as is, is a notch there, makes it really hard. Like, oh, geez, why don't you guys just do that? And then it 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 opens up that whole thing of you know creating this acceptance of being able to steal material. I mean, like you know we here's you, know, thing, you, you don't call you don't call it a cover band in 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 comedy. You call it joke thief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. No, agreed. But at the same time, 
if you didn't have hack comedians, if you didn't have, not to say I like, wouldn't have uh, a career. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you die, Todd. Then. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Cal, for being on the podcast. Don't you get a Simpsons question? No, get the fuck out of my house. That's <laughs> I'm going to be a reoccurring character. I can feel it in my heart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've now gotten rid of Brian Hope as a scapegoat now. <laughs> We'd like to introduce someone. I hope you guys call me every time you do one of these from now on, <laughs> just so you can have me on the phone. We have yeah. Cal Post on the phone right now. Yeah. Todd, you're an asshole. Oh. Click. I hope you die. <laughs> Click. We'll call um, that segment Last Post with Cal Post. Last Post with Cal Post. <laughs> I hope you die. No, the thing with, uh, like, people shit on hack comics and they shit on, you know, ethnic humor's been getting shit on recently. Right. You know, I'm Italian, so plastic furniture, or, you know, I'm right. black, so, and all the stereotypes that go along with ethnic humor, right. all that people classify that. But you wouldn't have the other if you didn't have that. Oh, absolutely. You know what I, I mean? Oh, like, you can't have how can you grade the... what is pure, organic, fresh comedy mm-hmm. if you don't have something to grade it against? Yeah. And not to say that their comedy is bad either, because people are laughing. Yep. And that's all that matters in the end. That's what you're getting paid to do. You're getting paid to make people laugh, and it's how you feel as a performer and how comfortable you are doing that kind of stuff. Right. For me, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. When I do something that I know is not completely original and fresh. You, and I don't have a lot of it. But. But the stuff you do, and we, we, we have talked about this, that there is stuff that you want to get out of the act because you know, yes, this is a crowd pleaser. Yes, it's kind of fun. But I do not want to do this. I mean, like, when Darren Frost is on here and we're talking about things, it's like, it's, it, this is not a business where you compare yourself to someone else. You can't. It's a, it's a individual race. And just do it the way that you want to do it. The fact that there is a screaming Sam out there does not impact the way that I do my act. It does not impact how I want to market myself, or you know, or even if I want to market myself. It's just it's it is shitty what that you marketing. Want to do. It's shitty that marketing is a part of the game. And when I when because I say comedy market, is a half a half thing. It's like half of comedy is to be as funny as you possibly can be, yeah. and to enjoy yourself as much as you possibly can be. And the other half is FaceTime, getting to know people in the business. Yes. Knowing those people okay. so they can what, help you along, and, and it goes what, beyond making people laugh. And let me, let me not, jump in there. Okay, uh, about like the marketing. If we, I don't know if we can tie it into music or not. Like commercial music went into all these different segments: your alt rock, your punk, your dance, your hip hop. Could comedy do that? Like, could would that be a disservice? Like people say, that's a disservice to music. Some people say like that you shouldn't have these categories. You shouldn't be locked into these. Here's these a great way categories. of how marketing worked with Dennis Leary. He called his show "No Cure for Cancer," <laughs> and that instantly pissed off lots of people yeah. in London. And that instantly got more people out to see the show than if it got no media coverage at all. Yeah. The same thing happened with the Bare Naked Ladies mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Being called the Bare Naked Ladies, I thought it was made their album lo- Gordon. Was that? I thought it was their album, Gordon, just getting a whole bunch of people angry. All named it, Gordon, it made, sadly. For some, and that's the happiest band on earth. I know. They're a fucking, and this I love that. This is me in grade think, nine. Oh, boo. What? Yeah. yeah. But they call themselves the Bare Naked Ladies. That gets a lot of media just for the fact that they're that. And then I was reading an article not six months ago, a band called something like Go Fuck Yourself or oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. the Fuck Fuck Yous. Yeah, or, yeah. And now that, so, and it's hard now to... They got Take a Juno nod. Media. What was that? They got a Juno nod. The fuck, fuck you. Yeah, the the like. <laughs> I think it was called like "Go fuck yourself" or or something like like the "Go fuck yourselves." Yeah, last and, year. And they they actually had a Juno nod. I was like, wow. I was waiting for that 
you know, for them to run that category. And the nominees are go f yourself. Well, that's yeah. what I find really interesting with, uh, well, shock and awe comedy to start with, mm-hmm. because there's barely such a thing anymore. Yeah. Like but he, do you think there should be like a category? Like you should. So you think it's is it okay for music but bad for comedy? They they or have that. It's bad for music and bad for comedy. They have it or, to an extent. They have it to an extent. Like when you go to an urban show, like I played in Columbus, you know it's chiefly going to be black comics. When you go to a dark show that Andrew runs every second Tuesday of the month, it's dark material. Like you know what you're going in for. If you don't, then you know you're going to be getting a. You know what I think? uh, Splitting up comedy like that, dark shows, black shows, Irish shows. I think it does a disservice to all the comedy Mm -hmm. because to me, there's only funny and not funny. Yeah, but for music, it's not always the same. Like, I got a text message. Um, <laughs> do you want to read it? You can read <laughs> it. Yeah. Wait, wait to not shut off your phone. Sorry you can always cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> now people are going to think you swore up a blue streak. <laughs> Beep. Jesus, are they back to that again? It'd but be if funny I, if you if, bleeped that little segment, because right. I've been saying fuck for the yeah. last half, <laughs> <laughs> just relentlessly. Jesus, Darcy must have really gone off the rails there. <laughs> he must have said something just horrible. Yeah, it's like, uh, cut, to, cut to us after the beefs. You can't say that about the Holocaust. You know? <laughs> but if I go to like an open mic at the mm. Rex, right. I'm not going to hear any comedy, country music. for one thing. No, no. comedy. Well, <laughs> I'm saying music, right? right. I'm going to expect to hear jazz music. Yeah, but right? it set itself up as a jazz m- venue, right? Like that's so venue. they're not going to hire people that aren't jazz-oriented. That's the difference with comedy, is that comedy doesn't get broken down into these different styles. It doesn't well, that's get what, that, broken down. That's my down. whole point. Like, should it be broken into styles? Should- no, no, it shouldn't, because funny is still funny. And right. I say that because I've seen Wilmot, mm-hmm. Mike Wilmot, 45-year-old guy, does some of the bluest material I've ever seen. Has a joke about licking ass, which uh. is fucking hysterical. And I've seen him do it in front of 60-year-old women. And I've watched 60, 65-year-old women lose their mind. I think it's the funniest stuff they've ever seen. Okay, I'm glad you finished that as it, the funny bit. Because when they're losing their mind, I'm worried. Like, okay, get your coat. He's talking No, no, they else. think it's hysterical. I've seen Mike yeah. Kill in front of more audiences, mm-hmm. regardless of age. And he's one of the bluest comics. But in the way he does it, it's just straight up funny. Yeah. And that's all that matters with comedy. It's either funny or it's not. And I think segregating it into these different styles of shows right. does it a disservice. Yep. Absolutely. I have, I have never understand that outside of it being a, when you start talking about like the different, the different race differentiations of comedy, like brown comedy, black comedy, that I can somewhat understand in that you may want to go out and see comedy that is to your particular life experience as someone in that community. Uh, like when Angelo Sarukas puts on the Greek shows, he's right. going to be doing stuff that is very particular to Greek families. When uh, Frank Spadone is out and he does like the Italian shows, he's doing that and he's going to steer his material to that demographic. Yeah, if you're yeah, going out fine. as like a grab, I've never in my in my yeah, life but said, no you know what, why. I want to go see some Ugandan comedy tonight. Let's go see what that's all about. Yeah, but I've watched all those types of comedies. And a lot of them have made me laugh anyway. Even right. if I have, like, I'm not Greek, but I can I can watch Zarukas and go, that joke was really funny. Yeah. I don't need that segregation. Right. So I don't see why anyone else would. And I really think it does a disservice to comedy. I would th- when you start breaking it down. I, I, I agree to an extent, but there are, there is obviously, again, back to the marketing aspect of it, there is a definite niche 
let's call it, for people to come out and go, it's brown comedy. They're going to be doing, or oh, don't you ever disservice your mother and da da. Like they're just going to. Like, that's the worst accent I've ever I know heard it's horrible. Life. I was, I knew, I knew you I was halfway. Be of as I was halfway through, it, I went, I am not selling this at all. You should I just hate knew yourself. That I, was racist. I hate myself now. That's, Todd, and, you stick to the Anglo-Saxon. That's just yeah. <laughs> you can tell you've watched The Simpsons for twenty years. Uh, really? <laughs> you really like Apu? I sure do. <laughs> yes. I do love that him so. That could be a segue at this point, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do love Apu. No, uh, I the think Simpsons. there's... Yes, okay. There's what? funny, there's no, not, not funny. Ready. That's what I'm saying. You, you want to kill this now? No, no, I drew attention that we could segue, but we're not going to. Oh, thank you for grinding that to a halt. Jesus. Anyway, you point being, I think there's funny and there's not funny. I agree, I agree. And uh, if anyone holds themselves to saying, I only like brown humor, I only like black humor, I only mm-hmm. like Italian humor... You're doing yourself a disservice I know. as far as enjoyment of comedy because we're all people. We all enjoy. We all have things in our lives that are the same because we're yeah. all people. We're not all that different from anyone all around the world. So mm-hmm. we should be laughing at all the same things. And if you're going to limit yourself to a certain particular minimal style of comedy, well, then I feel sorry for you. Okay. So they're, maybe – okay. No, let me okay. – I'm going to jump in. All right. Maybe – Is that a good uh, sound bite? That's a great soundbite. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. I'm going to pour another you, whiskey. You, uh, you, you need like one of those big leatherback chairs and like a fireplace behind you to deliver that message. Smoking a pipe in my boxers. Right. Okay, so... <laughs> House coat, please. All right, so maybe uh, I'm wrong. Like, It's not about um, the musician or the comic's style. It's the venue. Because you say like there's a dark show, um, there's ethnic shows, there's an urban show. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing, you know, I'm sure there's people who do all those shows who can play other rooms. So right. maybe it's the rooms that should be segregated. Or, or The thing that comedy has that music doesn't are hooks. Which has been a long-standing... Music doesn't really... There, there are in music, there's hooks. Smoke on the water. Uh, radar love. Like, every one of those things has musically has got a hook in it that you just go, that's the, you know, that's why when, when I go to a rock and roll show, you know you're going to be hearing, like, good riffs. When you go to a yeah. punk show, you're gonna, okay. you know it's going to be, like, yeah, really, but, really good. Yeah, but, but. Let me just, like, say why I'm thinking this. I'm just going back to Todd's experience in Florida. Because <laughs> we should. You must have really fucked up bad in Florida. I fucked up that first show. I fucked up that first Friday show. He went from with headlining to bussing tables. To bussing tables. I was, I'm was. i amazed they didn't make me a host. You. Thank you. You're welcome. I dug myself in the deep south an Obama-shaped hole that I could not recover from. But it there, was the most amazing thing to watch. Should not that room have been described to you as a Republican yeah. kind of... Democratic or Democrat bashing room, like right. so you know who your audience is at least. No, because as a comic, you should know what rooms you can and can't do. But if you, know, you were, if you Todd, I know you. If you were walking into a Republican <laughs> pro room that hates Democrats, right. you should not have probably done that room in the first place. Okay, so and I would have. Re- it's all my fault. Okay, and I would have respected you less. If you did jokes that tailored to that Republican audience, because okay. that's not who you are. No. And that's the core of, st- from what I've learned and right. from what I've saw and from what I think, stand-up comedy is about the pure essence of yourself. Like you said, 
you can't be compared to any other comic. Right. Therefore, it's all about what you do and what you love about yourself mm-hmm. and are proud to perform as a comedian. So two things there. One, you would have totally respected and loved me during that first <laughs> Friday show because I went hell-bent for leather into this material that I did not know because like they sat back and were pretty pleasant for a Friday early show. There wasn't really anything bad about them. They didn't do anything sort of uh, that... They didn't do anything that would typify to me or send me a signal Why are that says, you leaving I can't Canada? do this. I can't. <laughs> you know what? You do it for the journey. And so I... <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know that anything I did was going to be that bad in terms of its reception. I thought, okay, you know what? I can probably swing this. They, you know, this is a swing state. I didn't realize it was divided down the middle of Florida, where the East Coast was all the Democrats and the West Coast was all the Republicans. However, I know that now. So when I did the follow-up shows, I was fine. I just like boom, boom, boom. I did the material I knew was going to be in the sweet spot for them. Didn't tailor it specifically. I delivered it in the same way I would have up here. I just select the material I knew that they were going to like, and All that right, well, was different. when I went bam. Okay, so you now didn't open I got the it. show by going, "Hey, fuck those Democrats!" No, hey, absolutely not. Liking those gays. Though uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I could have gotten three applause breaks just by saying those three things. Probably, absolutely. But uh, I don't know. Stand up is such a weird. You know what fucking I love about stand-up is that stand-ups, for the most part, not always, mm-hmm. never a guarantee, but stand-ups are generally the people who are outcasts from the mainstream area in the first place. So mm-hmm. a lot of us who were in high school, and you know we weren't the jocks, and we weren't the musicians who got along with all the girls, and got, you know, we were generally the guys who were virgins until we were 18. Why the fuck were you reading my yearbook before you exactly. did this? Jesus. Because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> It always comes back to Todd Allen being a piece of shit. <laughs> Todd Allen, you can say. That's it. That's it. That's a comic. That's it. I assumed Van was your middle name. No. No. I don't care. That's it. I know you don't. TVA. <laughs> is that what you like to be called? TVA? No. It just happened. Anyway, the point thing. is... So you, guys, you guys started as outcasts. And not much has changed. Here, not so you after know this. you became comics. Because not, no, no, no. Like when I was in high becoming school, becoming a comic doesn't validate anything. Like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're still outcast. No, no. That you don't become a comic and get back at life. all your rivals. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing you have ever said in your life. <laughs> Being a comic does not get rid of that at all. No, of course not. No, what I find really interesting is that uh, most comics generally were awkward in high school or later on. Mm-hmm. Like they just didn't quite fit in with the mainstream. Which is what it's about. How can you make jokes about the mainstream if you fit in with them? And speaking but, of yearbooks, why isn't that one of those things? Like, most likely to succeed, most likely to become a comedian. Right. That should be there. Not there. I got, yeah. I actually, when I had my uh, yearbook, I got most likely to be famous. Really? Wow. I'm so sorry I'm going to disappoint them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get famous, ever. I, I find on Facebook, like, you know, like when... when you come across like people you knew in high school and stuff like that. Like, I don't. Well, I don't add them as my friends. I, do. I don't. <laughs> I turn no one away. I I will even befriend people I don't know. You know what? That's you want to hear a great story about me in high school? Is I didn't have a good time in high school. Most people I didn't like. Most people didn't like me. So this is a, a sad story. Then. No, no, it gets good. Can though. you can okay, you cue good. the music? Good. The somber. <laughs> do you have somber music? <laughs> we'll edit it in post. Don't do it yourself. It sounds <laughs> fucking cheesy. This is why you only have a hundred users. That's it. Viewers, <laughs> users. People users. use this podcast. For we Jack. have way more episodes than we have listeners. Me and Darcy have already drank a <laughs> bottle of Jack. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some in me. Okay, pass that over here. Uh, what was I saying? High school, everyone hated you. Continue. 
Oh yeah. So I didn't really I didn't really get along with a lot of people. I was doing a lot of theater though, and I was doing a lot of what my stepfather called faggy shit. <laughs> Blowing guys. So yeah, <laughs> okay. blowing tons of guys doing Grease musicals. But uh, when I was twenty, I came back to my hometown after being in college for a year. We I went back to this house party that had a lot of my old high school friends. Not so much friends, but people I knew in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I drank a bottle of Jack and decided to tell them what pieces of shit they were because I'd now moved to the big city. It's- Good to and see I, that nothing has changed yeah. in the in the, in so the I, passing and of this party. The thing was, we went to this party, and I drank a bottle of Jack before I left for the party. And I, all I remember about it is hitting the stairs into the party. So I walk up the stairs to the porch, and I don't remember anything else. And then I wake up in my bed at home magically the next day. <laughs> it's like, what did I do last night? That was amazing. <laughs> Time passed so quickly. And this is before the internet, before you could Google that shit. Yeah. Cal post well, last thank night. God, right? Because <laughs> so I call a friend of mine that day and we hook up for some lunch and hang out for the afternoon. And she proceeds to tell me that I went on a two hour rant towards everybody I knew at the party. And this is a party of like a hundred people. And must I must have been winded. I freaked out. <laughs> I was going around. I was just screaming at people. There was one friend I had. Like, I had a really good friend in grade 11 who was very religious. And I took the time to tell her that God was dead <laughs> and that we're all fucked. And then I told off all And they wouldn't even tell me the worst things that I did. But they did tell me that at one point I passed out in the bathroom. And they had to hold back a guy from kicking me in the head. Nice. Like they were holding a guy back from my unconscious body. <laughs> and you said you had no friends in high school. Yeah. Jesus, right so there. They There's held him people. back, and one guy talked him down from kicking me in my unconscious head. Uh-huh. That's how angry I made all these people. Right. And since then, I'd never been back. Wow. I think um, I'll have to book you uh, in the future, maybe May or June, and. Uh, We'll get you drunk. We'll give you a bottle of Jack, and we'll see if we can recreate that entire tirade. <laughs> we'll bring it. It's we'll, definitely something we'll, that I'm not proud of. Like maybe I we'll really hypnotize you or something, and we'll take you back. We'll, I'd we'll, like to. We'll airdrop in some people from your high school. <laughs> this it is your be, life. Should be easy. We'll just like, uh, literally. We'll, sc- we'll skull the insurance uh, brokerages, the Tim Hortons, and any real estate heads that we see up on signs, and we'll say, "Oh, chances are they went to high school, Cal." I've uh, I've never been back since then. Like I've never like I've gone back home to see my mom and stuff, but I've never connected with those people ever again right just simply for the fact that i'm horribly embarrassed i don't know what i said to those people and i like and i did like i do appreciate them for being in my life yeah. so i don't know why i would have gone off i think it was a very depressing time in my life where i was working a really shitty job mm-hmm. and i wasn't happy like comedically i wasn't doing anything as a comic i was not a comic right so i was just very disappointed in my life but i found myself Way to take it out on them so I completely took it out on them. That's all it was. It's like, my life is shitty, but I'm in the big city, which is better than any of you right. who are still here in Wooler of 200 people, you pieces of shit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. The point is, is that, uh, where was I going? I really <laughs> fucked up. I fucked up so bad. And uh, since then, I've really taken control of my drinking. That's Yeah, we can see that this episode, actually. <laughs> no, no, I really make a conscious effort to stay happy all the time. I like being happy. I'm happy yeah. almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate anything that happens in the day-to-day life, because most things are incredibly amazing. Yeah. You know what I was watching last night? Terminator? No, oh. I watched it the night before. Oh, okay. Fucking love that movie. <laughs> Fucking great movie. <laughs> it's one of the best. No, I was watching on Discovery, they had a uh, Making of the Universe documentary. I show. love those things. 
Absolutely. Oh, it so them. screws me up, though, because you want... And they had this really cool insight to traveling to the ends of the universe. Right. And that you can't travel to the ends of the universe unless you go a certain speed. Right. So you have to do something like 80 billion light years a second right. to get to the end of the universe. But if you go that fast, that means you're traveling back in time. Right. Which means inevitably that the end of the universe is the Big Bang. Yeah. So in order to get to the end of the universe, you're actually going to the beginning of the universe. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? That is very cool. Have you ever read um, uh, Brief History of Time? No, but it's all bullshit. Do you know that? What? St- uh, Stephen Hawking. Uh, I think it was like... <laughs> I based my entire life on that no, book. No, you shouldn't do Jesus. that. Jesus. See, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write him now. No, Stephen Hawking. Dear Mr. Hawking, if that is what they call you. Why are you talking like that? You have a full <laughs> well, vocal that range. Would be, that would be him reading it. That would be him reading it. Dear Todd, I did not find your letter that flattering. <laughs> No, uh, a year, I think it was a, two years ago, maybe, right. uh, Stephen Hawking let out a press release saying that uh, he was he's, completely he's wrong. wrong. Wow. And he had these entirely new ideas. And there was another scientist who he believed was right and bought him a whole set of encyclopedias because they had an ongoing bet oh. about what the universe was about. Right. So he actually reneged on his entire life's work. That was, that was How impressive best. is that as a person? So, so firstly, okay, that's a cool move. But secondly... What sort of nerd bet is it? There's a, like, they're sitting around together. Says, I bet you I'm right. And Stephen Hawking's like, no, I bet you I am. And says, okay, what are we going to do? There's an entire set of encyclopedias. That's fair. What? Well, why would you bother? It's like us betting on Ryan Hughes if he's going to bomb or do good <laughs> in one night. I bet you Ryan will bomb. <laughs> I bet you not. That's their super geniuses. That's the kind of things they bet yeah, on. That's crazy. Okay. As an observer to this conversation, I have to say I'm amazed that this happened just over... Rye whiskey, or uh, bourbon, actually. That's bourbon. Instead of weed, because it sounds like a total stoned conversation. I can't smoke. You know, you can't go to the end of the universe because you can't get. get, If you get to the end of the universe, it'd be like the Big Bang. You can't get there. You know what happened with me and pot? We had a fall. I want to know what happened. Pot. I want want to know what happened to Darcy and Pot because apparently (laughs) that that relationship has been rekindled recently. I can't do it. No, like I like smoking pot. You know, the first time I smoked it, I was almost 18. Right. And I loved it ever since. I spent so many days just smoking pot, not caring about a thing. And when I was... Remember when I used to do The Living Well? Yes. That that was what, four years ago? Yeah. So I spent a year going. doing that, and that was the only show I did once a week. And I didn't even perform once a week. It was me and Nick. Right. And we'd share hosting. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Yeah. And that was the only thing I was doing in comedy at all for that whole year. Yeah. So I was doing like one show, if that, a week. But uh, to reward, if I bombed, that was always my thing back then. If I bombed, I'd smoke pot. Nice. So it's like, and that's how I'd get I over. would be such a stoner if, that, if I that's ever made that bet with myself. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Wow. I'd smoke pot every time I bombed at a show. And I thought, and then I realized, I'm getting high way too much. Yeah. Like I'm spending like every day getting high. This, this is horrible. This is not helping my career at all. So then I turn it around. Okay, if I bomb, if I bomb, I'm going to do three lines of Coke. That'll help me. Yeah. That'll get me out of the hump. So then I kind of changed it around and said, every time I think, every time I'm proud of what I do, I'll let myself get high. Okay. Because I'm the worst guy for getting high. Yeah. I'm horrible. I, okay, so this happens, two things happen to me that I don't like when I'm stoned. One, you get the copper mouth. 
where it just tastes like everything tastes like you're sucking on a penny. Do you get that? No. I know some people who do. Like I've mentioned it in shows and stuff like that. No. It's like, do you guys ever get copper tongue? And some people will. So there's like That's some not gene. The worst part. No, no, you're no. stupid. The worst. I, we know this. <laughs> Jesus, why do you you're keep bringing up the blatantly obvious? <laughs> you're stoned now. Uh, the other thing that happens is like as I'm stoned, I'm coming up in my head with what I think is the funniest, most salient shit. That's out there, and all that comes out of my mouth is <laughs> that's it. I got that's all fucking I got. high with my dad. Yeah, like two months ago. So we got wicked high, and then I got on the go train back to Toronto yeah. to remind our listeners he's a musician. Yeah. Yes. Oh, your dad does the weed. Oh, but don't tell his wife. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> Fuck. She's God, a listener. I hope yeah. she's not listening. She's a listener. She's not. She I has just started subscribed through iTunes. She's a mother. <laughs> it's not getting to her. You're right. Ever. I don't have any moms on this. Oh, no. Shelly's a mom. We have a huge mom listenership. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> the point is, I was wicked baked. And this is why I never write jokes while I'm stoned. Right. I'm, I'm fairly conscious to know that being high, I should never write a joke. Because that's not the kind of guy I am. So I was coming back on the GO train, and I was looking at my reflection in the window. Right. Because they keep the lights on in the GO train, which is stupid, because I just want to sleep. But I'm looking at my reflection in the window. And I just had this high thought that I thought this would be a great bit. And I looked at my reflection in the window and I thought, I don't feel like I look like that. <laughs> like that's my high thought that I think is hysterical. I feel like my arm is a little higher up in my reflection than yeah. it is actually. <laughs> and I laughed about that yeah. for the half hour go train yeah. ride that yeah. I had. Yeah. And then See, I woke up the next morning, I jotted it all down right. on paper and scratched it out, drew yeah. a map. Yeah. I did the I did the exact same thing. I was stoned with my brother, and I was just making up some jokes with him. And I was like, "Fuck, I gotta write this down." So I spent before I went to sleep like twenty minutes writing page after page of what I thought was streamlined, brilliant stuff coming out of my stoned consciousness right onto the page. Woke up the next day and went, "I don't." First of all, I can't read this, and secondly, I have no idea what any of this means. I'm at great all. at making stone jokes in front of other stoned people. That's at the easy. Time. That's easy. Right, that's, that's the best part. Fish in a barrel. If Until you feel like get hungry and tired, I'm so jealous. Like all I think about when I'm stoned is dying. My heart. Is <laughs> I gotta stop beating. I gotta listen to my um, heart. I gotta make sure I keep breathing because I don't think I can do it just on my own. <laughs> you are just a big basket of tents. My heart can't take care of itself. Yeah. Yes. Like, beat. 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 You didn't even know you had a heartbeat until you smoked up. <laughs> That's but it. I, you know, when when I'm high, I feel it. Like you yes. know, like it's it's all that stuff. It's like I'm breathing. Yeah. My heart is beating. I'm breathing. My heart is beating. Like that's that's takes my whole focus. Nice. So I just like curl. For into me, the most times when I get high, I often think of the future. Like if I get like I had a moment when I was uh, not doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of comedy, but I had this moment, me and my buddy Vince Manella. Okay, yeah, 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 Vince Manella. We hotboxed our bathroom, because me and him and Nick and my buddy Matt Juno used to live in a basement apartment. Right. College Street. And we got high one time, and I don't know what it was, but we smoked up our bathroom, Jamaican hotbox, had the steam going. Like, it was so wow. bad that you could okay, stand wait. up on the toilet. Noob. Hotbox. Hot Explain box. to our listeners. Put yourself or in, me. In, a, right. in, in, a, in an enclosed space so you don't lose any of the smoke. So yeah. even when you're not dragging on it, you're still getting mm-hmm. secondhand recon. So we locked ourselves in the bathroom. And now the thing the is, you turn. does, I don't understand this. Let's you turn this. on the hot water, and mm-hmm. it creates a real thickness in the atmosphere. 
of the room you're in. So that it so the, the smoke s- the smoke latches stays. onto the the water molecules because it's all vaporized. You're breathing in the vapor. And yes, okay. I guess that's how it works. I don't yes. know. I never really put them. Don't try guns. this at home, kids. I saw Cheech and Chong do it. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but the, the we locked ourselves in the bathroom and just smoked two big fat joints. And it was so thick in the bathroom, you could literally step on the toilet and breathe in the air from the top of the room. Right. Come back down to the bottom where there was no smoke. And you'd breathe out smoke. Yeah. Just from what you breathed in at the top of the room. Wow. Oh, so you didn't have the bathroom fan on. No. Yeah, turn that no. off. Turn that off. That just We didn't have one. We're right in a basement apartment on college. Oh, okay. They don't have such things as <laughs> Did you have a toilet? fancy fans. <laughs> Surprised you had hot water to run. <laughs> it was amazing. So we got wicked, wicked high, and I laughed my ass off for 15 minutes straight. Yeah. At nothing. Like nothing even happened. Yeah. I walked out of the bathroom laughing, went and laid, on, laid down on my bed, laughed and laughed and laughed. And after 15 minutes, I wanted my mom. Yeah, I was like, I need to see my mom. Yeah, and at for some reason at that I don't know what was in the weed or what it was, but I just wanted my mother. Yeah, and I was I and I was ready to give up everything. I was like, I'm gonna move back home. I'm gonna go back to Wooler of 200 people where nothing happens. I'm gonna live there. Yeah, you're gonna and, you're gonna find it hard to make friends again. But that <laughs> lasted for two weeks. What? You wanted your mom that I wanted that I just wanted to fucking get out. I was wow. so unhappy. Wow, and it was and that's where I started kind of. Taking it easy on right. drugs and kind of not smoking too much. I was going to say, like, not go back doing to Jamaican again. hot yeah. boxes in right. the bathroom. Right. But by the way, uh, the, the story of the Jamaican hot box, laughing for 15 minutes, wanting your mom, great bit. Um, let's do. Uh, How since, do you know it wasn't? Let's do Simpsons question of the week, shall we? All right, what's this? Well, as a regular listener, you know. No, I don't. Yes, we do. <laughs> Every week, it's we do uh, Simpsons question of the week. It's the Simpsons question of the week! Motherfucker! Thank you, Kevin Brosh. Uh, here we go. This is from March 2nd. That would be today when we're recording it. Uh, you get first crack at this. This is, this is a multiple choice. Okay. Okay. Uh, you a Simpsons watcher? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it? Okay. So this is one of the newer ones, just so you know. In Mr. Spritz Goes to Washington... That's Don't episode EABF09. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, just wait, wait, wait. <laughs> By what is the Simpsons Daily Family... Sorry. By what is the Simpsons family daily right? I can't speak. Jesus Christ. And Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. Oh, fucking not. asshole. By what <laughs> is the Simpsons family's daily life disrupted? I'm not okay, even so listening to you anymore. What's getting in the craw? stand your voice. Here it is. Well, you know what? <laughs> I hope they like it for KFC because that's the uh, job we do tomorrow. No, no, no. no. I'm right. uh, okay, so by what is their fa- daily family life disrupted? Is it A... A new mall being built in the neighborhood. B, a new highway being constructed in their backyard. Or C, a new airplane flight path over their house. New mall, highway construction, or uh, airplane flight path. Can I see it? Yeah, you can. He says scouring for the upside down answer. I'm going to say a new highway being constructed in new the backyard. New highway being constructed, okay, in the backyard. Darcy? I remember the new ball, mall being built, and they had the um, that fake... Um, the fake angel. Angel. Yes. But I still think it's B. You think it's the B. Highway. New highway being constructed. And if the episode title was Sideshow Bob Roberts, you would both be right. 
because that was one of the things that happened. But no, this was a new airplane flight path. Fuck you. Well, blame the good people at the Simpsons. Who watches New Simpsons? No one watches New Simpsons. It's not new. It's new-ish. Everyone knows it's not people stopped watching The Simpsons in 1998. (laughs) No one watches it anymore. That's when you stopped? You know what? It did take a downturn. They stopped being funny in 1998. Uh, It took a downturn once the planes hit the building. I will say that. Well, uh, Meyer left, I think, in 2001. Right. But he came back for 03, and Mm -hmm. he came back for the movie. The movie was fucking hysterical. It was. But speaking of downturns, holy. Off the rails we are. (laughs) <laughs> Music this week, Todd. Music this week. Yeah, I'm going to go take a leak. Uh, I'll be right back. In. No, no, no. We're closing <laughs> off. We're closing off. We're closing off. There we go. Uh, this is uh, from the Podsafe Music Network. It is Lizards from Afar. Name of the track is Poster Child, a nice little rocky tune. I'd like to thank Darcy for adding that to our repertoire on our playlist. Uh, mm. Cal Post, thank you very much for uh, coming out here and being part of this. Oh, you're welcome. I feel like we didn't even touch any of this. We did nothing, and that's good. And I'm sure the comments will be like this. Like, I feel the- like we just started the podcast. Yeah. And everyone at home right now is going, oh, sweet Jesus, no. Um, so I think the, the feedback will be legitimately, uh, next time, no bottle. I think that will be the... the I can't but, do that. Uh, but, Cal, thank you for coming out. We'll have you out again. You're welcome. Please, uh, soon. What is your web presence? Uh, do you have a website or anything like that? I or? don't have a website. You can catch me on Facebook. Okay. Just, Cal Post. Uh, I'll add you if you're not from Wooler. Right. <laughs> Unless you're not a high school friend. Do you have a MySpace page or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Cal- uh, no, I don't, actually. Okay. You I just shut it. No, I just shut it down. Oh, really? Yeah. Like uh, yesterday? Because I was there like two days ago. Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. Because I had it under my Hotmail account, and I shut down my Hotmail account. Okay, well, the video is still up there. Well, that's cool. Then go to calpost.myspace.com. I guess it's still there. Right. Have a good time watching. myspace.com slash calpost. There you go. There we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darcy, as always, thank you. I apologize to the listeners. (laughs) For what? For all I'm going to cut out here. Oh, okay. So we're back to editing. All right. Well, thank you, listener, for being here. This is Tav and Al once again saying in his best Southern Mash uh, bourbon voice, I'm a toodles. Fan.